Hello, comrades. Welcome to this bonus episode of The Red Review, brought to you by Socialist Action. We try and keep our monthly recaps to really about an hour, but we had such great guests this month that we found that putting all the interviews along with the recap pushed the episode to about two hours. And so we instead decided to separate out this one interview. This is going to feature Julius Arscott and Jenny Esnard, who are two of the Labour Forward candidates at the Canadian Labour Congress that just passed in June. And they will be telling us about their efforts to restore grassroots and militant rank-and-file character to the labor movement, and to oppose concessions bargaining, to oppose our labor misleaders, and to instead unite the working class along common struggles and to fight for a more just world. So it's going to be a really great interview. I hope you all enjoy it, and we'll see you again in July. Today we're joined by two members of the Workers' Action Movement who launched the Labor Forward Slate at the Canadian Labor Congress, which concluded just this last month. Last month, we were joined by Sandra Griffith Bonaparte, who ran for one of the CLC Executive Vice President positions. And this month, we're joined by both Julius Arscott and Jenny Esnard. Julius Arscott was candidate for CLC President, is a leading member of Socialist Action, and is an executive board member representing the Toronto region of the Ontario Public Service Employees Union and is vice president of OPSU Local 532. Jenny Esnard was candidate for CLC executive vice president alongside Sandra, is a professional actress, and is currently the NCR regional director of the Professional Institute of the Public Service of Canada and sits as the chair of the Human Rights and Diversity Committee there. And Jenny further serves as the co-chair of the Black Employees Network. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. No, absolutely. And it's important to cover the Canadian Labor Congress. It's the biggest labor body in Canada. And from what I understand, Labor Forward came to fight and they came to fight for workers. So do you want to just summarize what the Labor Forward platform was for all the people listening who might not be familiar? Sure. I mean, um, so a Labor Forward uh, campaign was organized by the Workers' Action Movement. Our main program focused around fighting against concessions, bargaining for equity and justice in the labor movement and for democracy in our labor movement. So uh, we ran a similar campaign um, in the Ontario Federation of Labor in 2019. And so we, we got a great team of candidates together. Uh, I ran for president, Jenny Esnard for executive vice president, Sandra Griffith Bonaparte for executive vice president, and Harold Marcotte for secretary treasurer. We made a splash at convention, at the CLC convention. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that a bit more. So there was a status quo slate, Team Unite, and they're the one that was getting all the endorsements from the, you know, the bureaucratic union brass. And they, I assume, put up some hurdles in the way. Does anybody really want to touch on that? So, Well, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, you saw the oblivious, outright boldness of Team Unite with all of the affiliates endorsements and everything else. And here came along this scratchy group of bad news bears who had a lot to say <laughs> and scared them. I, I'm being bold here. We scared them. 
after our first two heads-to-heads, they came out with a completely different agenda because we called them out on the lack of representation, the lack of motivation, the lack of responsibility to represent the members because you saw the status quo. It was obvious. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that um, having a rank and file campaign like the the campaign that we launched with Labour Forward was something that the CLC had not seen for a very long time. I was uh, in touch with some of the uh, bureaucrats uh, who, staffers who were involved with the CLC early on to get our campaign going. You could just tell that they were, they weren't, this is something that they weren't really anticipating. Um, usually when slates run, they're backed by, you know, some of the big players in the labor movement. That wasn't us. In fact, we, I remember talking to a president of one of the labor councils that we've heard participated in their meeting and he said you know we don't endorse uh slates because we don't we don't take sides in terms of supporting one union over another union in the labor movement and i had to say listen brother (laughs) that's not us (laughs) we're the rank and file and uh and we're we're we don't have any major backers behind us except for you know elements of the the activists within our movement you know, so that's not the, the situation, but it was something that they were used to. So would it be fair to say then that the campaign wasn't, it wasn't an electoral campaign, even though you were running for positions, it was really meant to be part of the broader labor movement and about trying to build up the capacity and leadership and organization of the rank and file to eventually make that big splash, even if it wasn't this year. I think so. I mean, what do you think, Jenny? I know that, uh, you, maybe to give a snapshot, you could talk, of, you might want to mention what you had observed in the Workers of Color uh, caucus after, after like two days of campaigning during the convention. We were really trying to get our ideas out there. Yeah. Yeah, we were, Julius. We really were. And I guess a lot of the delegates, it was the first time a number of them were actually hearing from the Labor Forward team. And first, like, so just to jump ahead, after the convention, which I was terribly disappointed in, not in our results whatsoever, just the whole operation side of things and the sneakiness. And, you know, it's like my very first convention in my life, I was a junior liberal in 1982-ish. How far you've come. Yeah, and I was just so like walking across the floor and pulling in all of the juniors and taking their teams with them. It was like watching a shepherd herding their sheep. And yet, how dare you step out of that fold out of behind that shepherd? And that is what I witnessed virtually. And I was disgusted. I thought we were at the stage where people could think for themselves and motivate and be there on agenda for their members, where to me, if we were in person, it was just a whole beer fest. Wow. Um, And so I attended the NDP convention. I did not attend the CLC convention. I am not a union member, but I, I had comrades who did attend, and they told me that it was quite possibly even less democratic than the NDP convention this year, which seemed like such a low bar to clear, yet instead the CLC kind of limboed underneath. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I, I, I participated in both. And uh, one of the, with the key problems was the lack of policy discussion time. 
there were major constitutional amendments that came forward and I didn't necessarily, you know, our team didn't necessarily support them all. I, you know, I, I don't think, but regardless, there should have been more time to discuss these important issues. You know, the labor movement. So my, I belong to the Ontario Public Service Employees Union, the national body that I, that our union belongs to, NUPCHI, which we used in order to affiliate to the House of Labor. When you go to a NUPCHI convention, there are no con mics. <laughs> there are no con mics. There is only pro mics. And they actually label them that. And so we do have to draw, <laughs> we, we do have to deal with hurdles because essentially the way that the labor misleaders treat the labor movement is what they call consensus. But really it's what it is, is consensus deals made in the background amongst the bureaucracy and the labor movement and the and the rank and file, as Jenny, you know, demonstrated, is expected to toe the line of whatever they're told they should do. And of course, that was not what we are doing <laughs> in the labor movement. We want to shake things up, and we've got, uh, you know, our our candidates receive between seventeen percent. Jenny received that, and and uh, down to eight percent. But we receive support from hundreds of delegates from across the country. And we spoke to thousands of delegates during the convention and hundreds prior to convention in different uh, labor councils across the country and, and, and even union executive boards that we spoke to. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it was important work. Well, I really was struck by Jenny's, you know, the bad news bears. And so this was really a, a shoestring budget, a, a small team with very, very strong platform, which is kind of the opposite of one you're running against. You were running against a very well-oiled machine that had nothing to offer except this kind of vague concept of unity. Unity with what? I don't know exactly. But maybe the news that came out after the CLC convention, which was outgoing CLC president Hassan Youssef, less than a week after the convention was appointed to the Senate by Justin Trudeau. So what what is your immediate reaction to that? Do you see the Canadian Labour Congress, which is meant to represent the workers, and then you have someone being undemocratically then appointed to one of the highest positions in the Canadian parliamentary you know, system after having sold out workers for so long. Yeah, yeah. You know the old saying, you can't get a leopard to change its spots? Well, you can't take a snake and put the skin back on it. And that Ooh. is a leader who defaced, frauded, and I'm going to say it, frauded the labor movement in Canada. So that just proved to me that this person was constantly playing the angles and using their role to make sure they had a lifetime appointment, pensionable, for the rest of their life on the backs of labor. So that person going into the Senate now will vote more than likely against anything for Loom because you know what? Some of the best anti-unionists were unionists, okay? And they know the ins and outs, and they will work against this. I have no faith in this person being on the side of labor in the seat they're in, and that is the ultimate seat in Canada, and I was truly disgusted, disappointed, thought the CLC had better morals than that, and realized they have none whatsoever. And yes, I'm calling them all out. As we all should be calling them out, because we, we deserve better from our leaders. 
Absolutely. And uh, I think I think that it was such a well-known sort of joke for years that he was trying to be a senator, but I'm not sure how many people took it seriously. I, I guess I, it was still a surprise for many people that literally two or three days following the end of convention that he was appointed, like Trudeau was literally waiting for the end of the CLC convention to appoint Youssef along with the other two folks who, who are now senators. I just want to say just, you know, that this this issue is is very common in the labor movement. I mean, my the president of my own union, Smokey Warren Thomas, Warren Smokey Thomas, in the tribute video to Youssef, he said, uh, and I quote that he thought that Hassan Youssef was one of the was the most effective president that the CLC had ever had. Yeah, that doesn't say and much. So I'm on the office <laughs> executive board, and uh, and I actually asked Smokey. During the board meeting, if he, uh, following uh, Yusuf becoming a senator, if he now has second thoughts, and he said absolutely not. Wow. He supports, he thought that Yusuf did a great job doing what? I don't know. And he thinks that, you know, it's a good thing that uh, we now have somebody, a former CLC president on the most, one of the most undemocratic and privileged institutional bodies in the country. <laughs> Maybe Smokey sees, you know, Hassan representing him as well as a labor misleader. When he says we, he means now our upper bureaucratic brass also has representation. You know, Daniel, you're not the first person to say that. So you might be on to something. <laughs> Maybe. So this this is what kills me the most. Sorry, Daniel. It's just... No, no, go. The former president... Because um, I can't come to say that person's name. It, it, I'm sorry. In November put out a short video of them standing on Parliament Hill and talking about the seats of the Senate and government and the power and blah, blah, blah. The nomination process closed on January 27, 2021 for Ontario's seats to the Senate and knew damn well at that time they had applied and probably got endorsement letters from all the affiliates and the buddies that were elbow running here and knew way back in March that that's where they were going. So it wasn't a week later. It was hours after we closed the convention that it was sent out. So mad disrespect. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. So congrats to all of you for your your intervention at the Canadian Labor Congress. As Julius you know, indicated, there was a sizable support for what was truly a radical program. So what are the next steps now for WAM? How are you organizing going forward? Because this is a labor movement. It's not an electoral movement. It's not a parliamentary movement. It's labor movement and labor doesn't stop. That's right. So our next steps, we're hoping to uh, have a conference in September and everyone is invited. Whether or not you're in a union, we want uh, activists to work together. Some of the folks who worked on our campaign, in fact, are not part of unions, but they see the significance of unions and the importance of changing the direction of our unions. So stay tuned for details around that. The next major action that I think that we're likely to be engaged in is the Ontario Federation of Labour Convention, which is taking place in the beginning of November uh, of this year. So we uh, would like to put together another slate of candidates and to run a campaign. And we, we were very successful at the last OFL convention. Our, our candidate for president, Barry Conway, received 36% support. 
and Kurt Young, uh, who's also uh, was a member of the She Metal Workers Union and a member of Socialist Action, received 34%. So it's not really about the election so much as it is about having a platform to, to spread our ideas of you know anti-concessions bargaining and union democracy and the need to really put movement back into the labor movement. Because we haven't had movement in our movement for a long time. That needs to change. And, and that's the message really that resonates. That's a message that resonates even amongst those who voted for Team Unite, which is why they, they felt compelled to change their campaign about halfway through to the point that some of them are even using our language, which, you know, it's not such a bad thing. We really do want to spread the message, but we, we need action. <laughs> That's brilliant. And Jenny? Well, we'll see what the future holds. I'll be honest with you right now. I'm just a bitter, bitter person because maybe I had some high hopes, not about the election, but just about fair and equal representation, which did not come across at the convention. I had a number of individuals after we all spoke reach out to me post-convention and want to know, are you going to run next time around? Because we saw it. We, we saw some ridiculous things. Like, the, the, the playing field was never level for us, but when it was time to hand over that gavel and Team Unite walked out on stage, and they are from Saskatchewan, Edmonton, and Toronto, and nobody from our slate was even invited or even to be there. Because what if we did win? That would have just really threw a lot of stuff on their face. But you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm just bitter. Just bitter. That's like the old one that your parents would tell you. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that one stings a bit more, actually. Well, as as we wrap up with this segment, do either of you have any uh, ongoing labor actions or disputes that you would like to highlight? I guess I can. I'll start. So um, uh, members of Obstacle Local 5117, who are the uh, Black Creek Community Health uh, Center, they are on strike. They're, uh, as of this recording, they're in their third week of being on strike. They have, in previous rounds of bargaining, received concessionary contracts, brutal contracts. And, and this time around, the membership has been mobilized and organized uh, well enough by their activists that they have said no to uh, accepting zeros. And they're fighting for a 1% increase that similar institutions across the city of Toronto have been awarded in their negotiations. They're also fighting a, a, a push by the employer to limit bereavement leave to one instance per year. And these folks work in one of the most vulnerable communities in the country. They're in a hot spot for COVID-19 and their employer who has been unfortunately used to getting the way, whatever they've wanted in negotiations has hired one of the most anti-union legal firms around to try to break the union. And so I want to give a special shout out to these mostly women mostly from vulnerable communities, workers of color, who are out there on the lines right now fighting for justice uh, for, for themselves, but for everyone. And uh, I want to thank them for what they're doing for everybody. Wonderful. Support to them. And Jenny? Well, I'm up here in Ottawa, so I'm really focused on the human rights segment of my union work and the disturbing findings from the indigenous community has really taken hold of all of us in, in in our community as well 
And right now I'm just trying to bring as much light to the struggles of, of the human rights portfolio. And um, again, you know, it's, it's something I have to keep my head down and just digging through the trenches and lifting up people as much as possible and uh, guiding them. So really enforcing unionism. Well, that's, it's difficult, but it's very necessary work. And hopefully as WAM continues to grow and as connections between labor and other activist communities continue to grow, we will see more success in these struggles. Thank you so much both for coming on again. And as you move towards potentially a run at the Ontario Federation of Labor, we would love to have you back. Yes. And just lastly, folks, if you like what you hear, join us. We're trying to build a movement. Check out our website, www.laborforward.ca or www.thewam.ca. And uh, we'll, we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. And this has been our bonus episode of The Red Review in June 2021. As always, if you like what you hear today, consider joining Socialist Action. You can find out more at socialistaction.ca. And also, if you're interested in joining the Workers' Action Movement, the links will be in the description below. So check that out as well. These are really the struggles in society that are trying to build movements to improve all of our lives. Because an injury to one is an injury to all. As always, until we see you next time, take care and solidarity.